0: Welcome to the Make Me Whole podcast. I'm your host, Josette Rosado, and it's time to talk getting past what's difficult, trusting our own abilities to do more, and keeping it that way. Shakespeare says, What bitter thing it is to look into happiness through another man's eyes. Why is it that we compare ourselves? Actually, it's not a choice. And honestly, we're always going to do it. The idea is that we have a choice to be aware of how we're feeling and how we're going to let it affect us. There is this part of our human nature to be from one side of the competition and try to fit in and stand out at the same time. We oftentimes want to be better than anyone else. And even though comparing ourselves is a normal part of life, you know, you can get some good feedback and find out where you stand among those who you might be similar to. It can also cause issues with our emotions and how we deal with it. According to Brene Brown, I told you we were going to go back to her. The real truth is that anyone and everyone is better than we are at the same place, and at the same time. And this is why we have conflict with it. We can't look at ourselves. Comparison oftentimes threatens what we believe is our self-worth, and knowing that we can't control it really bothers us. But to be aware of it and decide what to do with it and how to let it affect you or not is truly the difference. There are some key Words when it comes to our comparisons. They're envy, jealousy, resentment, admiration, reverence. I wanna start with envy and jealousy because I think we don't realize the importance of the language that we use to describe what we're feeling. If we were given a choice, we'd probably use the word jealous as a way to describe what it is that you're feeling An example would be a coworker comes in with pictures from their latest vacation overseas and you say to them, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous that you were able to go thinking about the fact that you were not able to do the same. Given the choice, we'd say jealousy as opposed to envy to make it easier. But jealousy typically involves three or more people. And it's more around the idea of losing someone or time from someone. Envy involves two people and it occurs when one person lacks something enjoyed by someone else. There's also such things as plain envy and malicious envy. Here's a difference. Plain envy is when you talk to someone and say, well, I don't want to take anything away from you. Where malicious envy is, You didn't deserve that. And I want to make sure that you know it. So jealousy is really when we have that fear of losing a relationship or a valued part of a relationship. And envy happens when we want something that another person has. So do you use the words correctly? Let's talk about resentment. Of course, we know resentment is that emotion we get when we ourselves don't set boundaries or ask for what we need. And then we set up these expectations and people let us down. They're usually based on things we can't control, like what other people think or feel or how they're going to react. Honestly, I used to think that resentment had to do with a feeling like anger, but it really comes from the envy family. So if you, again, are that person that didn't go on the trip, You're not mad at your coworker because they did. You're mad because you didn't. Resentment can also come from not communicating your needs to someone else, having those hard conversations. Like when we talk about setting boundaries and not allowing people to do the things that make you feel uncomfortable. If you haven't done that and a situation gets out of control, you're going to feel resentment because you didn't express what it was that you wanted or needed. According to Dr. Brown, we need to choose discomfort over resentment. Going along the same lines, what do you do when you are dealing with someone who is communicating jealousy or envy towards you? Oftentimes, we change ourselves based on other people's needs. We make ourselves small so that the other person can deal with their feelings of jealousy And honestly, it's really hard to be on the receiving end of that. Again, having those hard conversations and choosing the discomfort over resentment is probably the more healthy thing we can do for ourselves. Let's talk a little bit about admiration and reverence. So we feel admiration when someone's abilities or accomplishments inspire us. Or even we can see it in works of art, museums, if you've ever gone and seen relics or ruins. Admiration is a feeling that doesn't make us want to be that person or thing, but it makes us feel powerful and want to do better at what we are doing right now. Reverence or adoration, worship, it's deeper than admiration, And it's usually combined with something connected to something greater than ourselves. The idea of being reverent in a church situation or towards an older uh, family member who is held as an elder. The issue with reverence is when we are raised to be, as I can remember I was growing up in the Catholic Church, we get older and we challenge it. And we challenge what we're not supposed to question. The other place where I think I have most found irreverence to be present is when it comes to older family members. Because sometimes our family members don't always have the best suggestions and they don't take into account who we are or what our situation is. Usually they make it more complicated. Sometimes the people that we're supposed to revere don't always have our best interests in mind. What's ever been hard for me has been when someone has tried to use the idea of reverence or the reverence that I needed to have for them as a method of control or power. And just like Brene Brown, I truly believe that anything that demands reverence is needing to have the ability to be challenged or questioned because if it isn't then how is that okay see when we only consider things having to fall into that expectation of physical reverence our people pleaser filter comes on and it's like a performative admiration that we have to do. We're supposed to do this. You're supposed to respect your elders. You're supposed to respect your parish priest. You're supposed to respect the clergy. But living in our truth is where we put our own needs over the expectation of this performed admiration. If it's not in my spirit, I'm not going to do it. And all of these are included when it comes to our thoughts about comparing ourselves to other. You know, the idea of keeping up with the Joneses, it's going to keep us unhappy because we're chasing an illusion. Comparing myself to others can be helpful. It might show me what I want or how I might be able to achieve it. But if we base our self-worth on it, it's going to have a negative impact on us. You're going to feel like you constantly have to prove yourself to your To you and to others, you second-guess your decisions. Not comparing yourself or being around judgmental people would actually be ideal, but I know it's not real. And if you're struggling, figure out what it is that's making you feel that way. If you're on social media and see all the likes and and all the perfect pictures that people present, get off social media. Accept that comparing and being compared is part of life. It's a part of your own self-growth. Now, when I feel that I am comparing myself to other people, I have to stop and say, is this really good for me? Is this helping me in any way? Is this going to help me along my future path? There's really no one solution, but we have to recognize our strength, decide to learn how to be genuinely happy for ourselves and for others. Understand that there's always going to be a difference with everyone around us, a difference in knowledge and background and in intelligence and in skills and education or experience. The only way to avoid that would be to have a world full of clones. If we did that, we'd only be just like everyone else and absolutely miserable. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be special and unique. And honestly, we need to seek out those who are unlike us, learn from them, and be inspired. When we compare ourselves to others, those we think are doing much better than us, it really invalidates what we've done, the things we've built. We might feel like we don't measure up, and it makes us feel fragile and almost like we can't move forward in our own progress. I'll leave you with this. Once again, the only person you should be comparing yourself is to yourself. And our work needs to be focused on growing from the inside, being kinder, celebrating others, working hard, becoming more resilient, and being more open to the idea of what you can do, what your strengths are as opposed to what you don't have and what people have that you don't. Your uniqueness is what makes you wonderful in this world. Well, there's another one in the books. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Reach out at Make Whole at bossesofbliss.com, on Facebook and Instagram at bossesofbliss.com, and on TikTok at BlissfulBoss. Remember, complain less and do more. See you on the next one.